Good Friday afternoon to you all, and welcome to Friday, the 25th of September, the last Friday of the month, as we prepare to talk about what to do week 20. I'm your host, John Gillick, and we are indeed live from the Maiello and Manzi Insurance Company studio. <laughs> I say that, uh, you know, Tom has done a great job of promoting the program, but uh, it is indeed a pleasure to be with you today, and uh, just a wonderful Friday turning out to be a really nice weekend around these parts, around the New Jersey, New York area. Of course, it's summertime is, is hanging on by a, a thread, uh, but, you know, some things uh, are just really worth holding on to, and as long as I get an extra couple of days out of the pool, I'll be okay. I'll be fine with it. All right, how's everybody doing on this Friday? A wonderful, wonderful week of school has just finished uh, for us, the second week here for some schools in New Jersey in the area. I'm sure some others who listen to this program, you're knee-deep in a month and a half or maybe even two months worth of um, of school. Um, interesting, to say the least. Teaching online is very, very uh, weird at times. You know, for someone who's been teaching as long as I have, and I, I've been 21 years, uh, been blessed to be teaching for 21 years, wonderful years, and um, it's just really, it's really hard to not have the kids in front of you. Um, yeah, they're there on the computer and stuff, and, and you can only do so much with that, and, and we've explored other territories. You know, but for someone like me who's who's spent a career, you know, working with kids in, in terms of getting them better in music and things like that, and I'm speaking to a lot of teachers, I'm sure, are in the same boat. You just miss the kids. You just miss the energy. I walk around my building, and it's it's it's, it's almost a sad state because it's nobody. There's nobody around. And whoever is there, we're, we're kind of in our offices or in our classrooms just doing our thing. And it's so nice every now and then you get a chance to walk down the hall to go get a copy made or you go down to get something to drink or you go to the bathroom or whatever. And it's nice to see another faculty member and another friendly face that you've worked with for so many years. Um, but, you know, it's interesting. Last night we had our back to school night online, of course. Uh, very odd doing it that way. Um, but, you know, we, we'll make it through. We'll keep being positive about things, and I'll try to stay uh, as upbeat as I possibly can about stuff like that. Um, but, you know, it, it is going to be hard for even new and old teachers uh, alike. But, you know, that's, that's where we're at. So a couple of things uh, musically that have crossed my desk this past week. One of them is this thing called the Heritage Chart. And the Heritage Chart is interesting because it has... A lot. Of, well, I'll just give you some artists that are on the Heritage chart. You have uh, Jefferson Starship. You have uh, Billy Ocean on here. You have Dion with Paul Simon. You have the Rolling Stones on here. So, and you have the New Springsteen on here. You also have the Go Go's on here as well. So, very interesting how they're calling this the Heritage chart. Now, this is where I guess. Folks my age who grew up with this kind of music go to hear their artists. Anyhow, uh, it's very interesting to see the Go-Go's uh, ranked 10th. And Springsteen entered this chart at 25 with Letter to You. And that's where I want to start this week, uh, talking about the new Bruce Springsteen album, which will be released, I believe, October 23rd. Folks, in my opinion, it is one of the better albums uh, that I've heard from Bruce and the E Street Band in, in recent years. Um, they've released two singles from it. And the second single was is Ghost. It's called Ghosts. 
phenomenal. If you get a chance to check it out, it's already gotten so many hits on Facebook and YouTube and things like that. Um, it's just really very, very cool. Um, rocking, uh, you know, just that great E Street sound that you all grew up with and, and all of us enjoyed that sound. Uh, you're getting it on this new album. Um, he really is just going hard with it and just rocking and having a good time. So that's Springsteen. Uh, some other folks who are releasing new albums and uh, DVDs and, and, and different documentaries. If you haven't checked out the Ozzy Osbourne documentary yet, I, I strongly suggest you check that out uh, because there's a couple of things about it. He's very candid in, in, in the interviews. He's not holding anything back. Um, and he is just, uh, it's just eye-opening to have this guy survive all these years after things that he has uh, done to himself. Um we're going to get back, I'll get back to some more of the newer things that are happening in music, but there's also something that happened that this past week that I thought was very, very interesting, that iconic music venues across the country are closing, uh, closing down for good, uh, never to come back again. And it's, it's just disheartening that places like in Austin, Texas, for instance, which was you know such a great place to go see brand new bands and brand new music and the indie music scene and the and the and the crossover scene from country and swing and just all that kind of great melting pot type of music. Austin served that up for for music listeners, music and you know people who enjoyed that stuff. Um, you know to see what's happening, it, these venues are closing down. Um, something like another four or five in Austin are going to be closing by the end of this month alone, which is only what Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, you know, four more days. So by the end of this month, those, those clubs and, 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 and music showcase venues are going to be closing down. And a lot of it has been this struggle with, without revenue. They just don't have obviously the revenue coming in while we're in the middle of this pandemic and, you know, rent and insurance payments are still due. They're not getting any kind of government assistance when what they do is very insufficient. So you know, they, they are introducing um, an act called the Save Our Stages Act. It's championed by uh, Senators John Cornyn from Texas, Amy Klubachar from Minnesota, and the House of Reps uh, is represented by Peter Welch from Vermont and Roger Williams of Texas. Uh, they would establish a $10 billion grant program to provide at least six months of financial support to keep these venues afloat. So if there's anything we can do uh, to help that out, I think that uh, we could. We could see some things happening, uh, concerts, uh, whatever, what have you. Uh, but it's not even just the venues are closing down. There's a, a, it's a, a complete trickle-down effect. Uh, and it's one place, for instance, the owner was saying that you know, he sells the most Pabst Blue Ribbon in the entire state of Washington and has for decades. But now he's not selling it, so they're not selling the beer as fast as they did. And that means the farmer who is producing the hops isn't making as much anymore. And it's just this massive ripple effect that's happening. So the more we can do, I think, to help these places out, and it's happening in places like Alabama, Arizona, California, the Uptown in Oakland is closing down. Uh, which is a great place. Uh, Connecticut, the Max 650 in Middletown is closing. Um, Georgia has a handful of them. Uh, the Country Club Dance Hall and Saloon. The Music Room in Atlanta, I've been there. It's really, really a great place. Um, you know, some places in Massachusetts, which I think is really just 
bad for you know business. Great Scott in Boston's closing down. The Thunder Road Music Club in Somerville, uh, New York has the Upright Citizens Brigade in New York. Uh, the Burgundy Basin Shelter Studios in New, in New York itself. Um, you know, I can go on and on and on. Texas has more than two hands full of places. You know, with a bunch in in Austin, places like Threadgills and Shady Grove in Austin. Um, another one that came to mind here is the One to One Bar in Austin. So it's it's happening all around the country, folks. These great places where musicians were able to go and have their music played live in front of people um, are gone and, and will be coming not coming back as far as I can see. Um, in the foreseeable future but while it's here we should really be uh, in my opinion be supporting these musicians who do this uh, and go out there and play Um, you know I know here in New Jersey uh, the crossroads have figured it out they have built a beautiful outdoor stage uh, where the bands and musicians can still put on concerts and still perform for people Um, I know a few other places have decided to do that as well um, again, we don't know how it's going to work going into the colder months of the year, but certainly it's a great start. So if they're able to get some things like that happening and help out the musician, the local musician, that's a, all good stuff uh, for the future. So a couple other things in the world of music that have uh, popped up. If you're a jazz aficionado, if you like jazz music in general, really cool stuff has been released this week. I can't think of anything cooler then the uh, release of, I'm trying to find it here, where is it? Oh, the Palo Alto concerts uh, featuring um, Thelonious Monk. The Palo Alto album by Thelonious Monk has been released. Uh, really good stuff. I checked out a little bit of it. Um, it was pretty much done live, I believe, one of the tracks... Ruby, my dear. Yeah, this was all done at Alto, Palo Alto High School in Palo Alto, California. Imagine Thelonious Monk playing your high school. That's awesome. Um, so if you're a jazz fa- fan, you want to maybe check that out. Um, Thelonious Monk, uh, Palo Alto has been released. So you have the jazz fan in your, in your family. Uh, it's a nice, nice gift uh, for anyone who is, is into that, that world uh, or into music in general because it is really solid stuff. Um, it's available. It's it's out. Uh, a few other things that have come out in the past couple of weeks that would make beautiful uh, gifts for people who are into the world of, of music. Um, and, you know, you can't go wrong handing out an album. And actually, this past week is the first time that album sales have surpassed CD sales in a long time since CDs were invented. Uh, and people are just getting the vinyl sound. However, the, it's a little cleaner than what we're used to growing up. Uh, when we grew up, uh, the vinyl had the, the bumps and scratches and things on it, the natural sound of vinyl. However, this is a little cleaner, a um, little bit more uh, high fidelity, so to speak. But again, if you have a really good um, really good stereo system and a good, good turntable, um, it, you're gonna have that for you. You're gonna have that sound that you're looking for. Um, so if you're looking for something for your Pink Floyd fan, the Delicate Sound of Thunder has been restored and remixed. If you have the Eric Clapton fan in your life, Eric Clapton, uh, the Crossroads Guitar Festival to 2019 will be released. 
And if you're a fan of Elton John, he's moving his 2020 North American tour to 2022. So that's interesting. <clears throat> Excuse me. Very interesting about that. Um, Springsteen had stated that he was scheduled to do a 2021 tour. Um, and that looks to be pushed back to 2022 as well. So uh, that begs the question, what's going on with Broadway? You know, what is going to happen with other live performance venues of the, the bigger scale away, away from clubs and, 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 the, and, uh, and restaurants and things? So <clears throat> you wonder if everyone's just waiting for that another year to get it cleared and get this thing over with uh, or get it managed as best we can. Um, there's a great Bee Gees film coming to HBO. Uh, it's called How Can You Mend a Broken Heart? And it chronicles the rise of Barry, Maurice, and Robin, uh, their music and its evolution. Um, great songwriters, uh, very, very talented brothers. Um, their music is just really, really um, pretty solid, in my opinion. Um, they, yes, they were known through the disco uh, era, the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack and things like that, but they had hits prior to that that were staples of mu of rock radio in those days and um continue to be just really um classic and timeless so that is coming to hbo a little bit in the world of sports uh we have the stanley cup finals tampa bay and the dallas stars i believe we're heading into game five a, pivot a pivotal game five uh we're also headed into a game five in the eastern conference nba championships uh, Major League Baseball is ending on Sunday, and we'll be heading into the playoffs for that and the bubble idea. Um, <clears throat> I think the bubble idea is all right. I think it's a good idea. Um, obviously, the players don't get to be uh, with their families and things like that, so it's hard on the player. But I just read an, an article about how the uh, Edmonton bubble for the NHL had a major catastrophe in the arena days before they were set to start playing uh their games in that bubble. Uh, partial roof collapse in the lobby uh, caused thousands of pounds of water to, to usher itself into that area of the arena, and they had to rebuild all that before they could actually put the NHL uh, together so they can have those games played in Edmonton. So I found that to be fascinating. They got it done uh, in record time, obviously. You know, It's not just picking up a phone and calling a plumber, I'm sure. You know, So things like that got taken care of, and uh, off they played. And, you know, it must be tough. It must be tough for some of these players to leave their families for over 10, 12 weeks. Um, but, you know, you're playing for the Cup or you're playing for a championship. I kind of guess that gets put up by the side. Um, Notre Dame football, if you're a fan of Notre Dame football, you will not be able to see them this week play Wake Forest. That game has been postponed due to seven players getting COVID, uh, getting tested positively for COVID. You will not be able to see them. They obviously canceled that game or postponed it, in their words, postponed the game. Um, I think it's it's interesting how the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have already signed on and said we are going to play some football uh, after seeing what's happening in the other conferences. Um, they're putting together a seven- or eight-game season, Um and that'll, that'll be set up through the end of October, through November, and into December. 
So it gives the fan, the college football fan, like me, the opportunity to see those games. And, you know, you just think about the kids, make sure they're staying healthy, keep them in their bubble. And I think this bubble thing has worked out because I know a couple of colleges have kept their students all in one area. Um, They don't have to go anywhere else. They're in that zone. And they only have to concentrate on schooling and playing football. So they're keeping those kids relatively healthy. Um, I know that LSU had a rash of it going on earlier in the summer, and they seem to have kind of gotten over it. And and the um, interview, which I have yet to see with their head coach, Ed Ogeron, um, I heard it was great on 60 Minutes, so I need to check that out uh, so I can report back. As being a college football fan myself, I like that kind of stuff. I like when I hear what's going on with those teams. Um, that's about it for this week. It's been a, uh interesting, as I said in the top of the show, it's been a very interesting week. You know, I'm wondering if, if you know, this whole world we live in, how crazy it's gotten, um, and how poignant the Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg uh, memorial was the other day when she was laid in state, the first female to ever lay in state. Um, how influential and how much of an impact she had on this world. It's, it, it's unfathomable that she just was a champion for not only women's rights, but human rights. And, you know, we could take a page from reading her book and, and seeing and listening to her words and trying to live up to what she established as fair and, and equitable. Um, and I don't ever really go down this path, and I won't, about the po- political side of things. Um, just know that it was very, from this commentator's standpoint anyway, it was very, very moving and touching to hear some of the things that people were saying about her. And reading a lot about what she was about um, was very, very cool. I, I, I got a whole new insight and a whole new appreciation for what she brought to the table. So, you know, <clears throat> with what's happening around the world, I think we can stop for a moment. Let music guide us. Let music music take us to where we need to go. Um, I'm trying to teach that to my students. You know, civil unrest in the 60s, Motown was there. Other artists were there. You know, this generation has their musicians. Every time I hear uh, John Legend sing, play piano, I'm just taken back. And uh, certainly a great musician for this, this era someone who we can all get comfort from in his music. Um, Alicia Keys is another one that comes to mind. So they're out there. Let their music take us to where we need to be. And I think if we start looking at that in, in that way, I think we're all going to be better off for it. You know, as I said to a friend of mine, I said, you know, you really learn how to live with somebody. If, if you've ever been to JJ's Hot Dogs in Newark, New Jersey at 2 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday night in the middle of the summer, uh, if you if you have never experienced that, then you really don't know how to deal with humanity. Um, you know, having that truck on Bloomfield Avenue and the line stretching all the way into Branch Brook Park and everyone just hanging out and having a good time. Or if you've ever experienced the parking lot of a Grateful Dead concert, um, you know, the, the, just the sharing and the caring and, and just getting along with everybody. It didn't make a difference who you are and what you did. Um, same thing with my drum corps experience and those who have uh, listened to this podcast and the new folks who are listening to this podcast, drum corps is like a, it's a, it's a, it's like a, it's a brother and sisterhood. Um, you're there, 128 kids at the time, you're there for each other, you know, and you trust each other. And that's something I teach my students on a constant basis is to trust 
trust in one another, trust that you'll learn the music, trust that you'll get to play the parts uh, with your friend sitting next to you and think about how the two of you or the three of you or the four of you can make a very powerful statement um, by trusting each other. And I think that is one of the cornerstones of education is to teach our kids trust, you know, trust. It, it's something that once we start putting more of that into one another, I think we're going to end up better off than we are. But it takes all of us. It takes all of us. And if you are in northern New Jersey and you do know about JJ's Hot Dog Stand, and, you, and if you're not and you want to learn more, just look it up. It's one of the best hot dog stands, hot dog trucks, rather, um, that we, we were fortunate enough to have when we were growing up. You know, hot dogs, <laughs> we had a lot of them. You know, there was a few on Bloomfield Avenue, Dickie D's on Bloomfield Avenue, great Italian hot dogs. You had uh, Johnny and Hangie's up in, up in Hawthorne. Of course, Rutt's Hut and Clifton, everyone who's driven on Route 3 in that part of New Jersey will see the huge sign for Rutt's Hut. Do yourself a favor, stop in and get, get a ripper. Um, you know, Hot Grill in Clifton, uh, great, great places to, to experience the hot dog in its most wonderful, wonderful form whether it's fried, deep fried, or, you know, sitting in dirty, dirty water dog, you know, it's something to experience. Definitely experience it. That's about it for today. Um, I really had a pleasure being here with you. Yeah. How about a little Gary Tom's Empire? A little seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, blow your whistle. Yeah. So this will take us out for today. I hope you had a real great time listening to this podcast. I know I enjoy doing it every Friday for you folks. I enjoy the great kind words that are coming out of emails and catch me on Facebook and people just checking it out and just just makes me feel so good that, you know, people are, are listening and people are reacting to it. Please keep sharing it with anybody and everybody. Let's keep pushing the word and making our world a little bit better, okay? I'll talk to you guys next Friday. Have a wonderful weekend. It's supposed to be really beautiful in this area on this weekend. Uh, Saturday, Sunday. So get out and enjoy it and love the one you're with. It's been a pleasure being with you this Friday. I'll talk to you next week. Enjoy. Enjoy.